You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. You're listening to The Mando Show, podcast and review of Disney Plus's The Mandalorian and all things Star Wars. This week, we talk about overall our thoughts and feelings on the Book of Boba Fett and hand out some of the Mandies. Let's go. Welcome back, everyone, to The Mando Show. We are not remote no more. <laughs> I know, you came in hot. You're like, <laughs> I'm, I'm super excited to see everybody here for a change. I know we've been doing remote for a while, and uh, now we're all face-to-face, having a good conversation, and uh, enjoying the company of our brothers. So anyways, um, before we get started on the recap of the first season Right? First season, we're hoping. Yeah, only. We are all, is it the only season? I think. Uh, anyways, hoping to it being the first season, but more than likely the only season of the book of Boba Fett. And so we're going to start with the guy that's to the left of me. Udi Alvarado, podcaster and Star Wars fan. I'd say it was good to see you, but I see you all the time. I know every, uh, <laughs> um, not every day. Thank God. Almost Bruh. every day. Bruh. 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 Anyway. Bruh. Okay. And across the table from me is Five Show Joe, an apologetic Star Wars fan, fellow podcaster, and I came in tonight like a bantha. Like a bantha. <laughs> like a bantha. <laughs> We're going to talk about that, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we all saw it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It might be. I need therapy. It, it was, <laughs> I loved it. It was awesome. Oh, Anyways. <laughs> Can I say real quick too? Nobody can uh, say a Boba Fett quote to Moore Morrison without trying to sound like him. I've just, I've kind of noticed. Uh, I agree. Very awesome. Yep. Anyways. Yep. Okay. And to the right of me, Chad, the resident Mandalorian, now with Foundling. Nice. Congratulations. Like an accessory, like a figure. Now with Foundling. <laughs> you need a little floating egg. Mm-hmm. If only it were that easy. That would be so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That would be so awesome. Thanks for being here, Chad. Happy to. And I'm happy to see you. <laughs> and I am Derek Alvarado, father of two, tattoo artist and Star Wars fan for life. And we are talking about the Book of Boba Fett. And man, you know what? Years ago when I was a kid, I would have never thought that we'd see something like this. And I'm sure there's lots of people out there that never thought they'd see a whole TV series based on Boba Fett, and uh, I can't imagine how happy so many Star Wars fan would have been, uh, are about it. And I'm sure there's some Debbie Downers <laughs> out there that are probably not happy about it. But that's okay. We're not going to talk about them. We're going to talk about <laughs> all us happy people for more Star Wars, because like we say around here, more Star Wars is good. Star Wars, yes. All yes, right, sir. So. Joey has been hard at work doing the social media stuff and putting questions out there for everybody to look at and answer. And um, we have categories to talk about. Yeah, so I figured we kind of just break this up. I got, I think, 
six, seven categories, and we all and ask for questions about that, and we're also uh, mention our takes plus just overall thoughts. So, uh, the first question that I posted, and thank you guys for commenting. Uh, number one, what's your overall thoughts on the show? And can, it, can we can we end up saving that for last? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we're gonna skip over that one and go to the next one. Uh, what what was your favorite episode? I'll go first. My favorite episode was the one with all the cameos and Luke and Ahsoka, and I'm pretty sure and R two and, and Grogu. The list the list felt like it never ended. And Brad Cad Bane, Bane. Cad Bane. Kyle Vanth. Kyle Van, I know. It was, that was an impressive episode and um, several reasons why I like that one, why that's my favorite one. I'm probably going to hit some of your guys' points too because I have a feeling that might have been some of your favorite episodes. Oh, I'm getting a yes. I'm getting a head nod. Oh, I'm getting a, no, no, maybe so. Okay, anyway. I was especially pleased with the fact that we had so many different cameos um, that we didn't hear a single thing about. And it's not that we were trying to bury our heads in the sand because our social media, the algorithm is upon us and we see lots (laughs) of, we see lots of Star Wars stuff. And so we get things thrust upon us before we want to see it anyways. But I was very impressed with the fact that so many different characters were not a whisper and they showed up and it was such a great surprise to see them and not just see them, but see them done so well. Luke, I got to say was amazing. I can't give that guy enough props at how a great, how much of a great job he did to make Luke look like Luke. And I know that was one of the detractions from the end of season two of the Mandalorian, but my goodness, he looked so good. It's such a short time too. It was amazing. Technically. Yep. 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 The flow of that episode was great. Um, You know, Mando, uh, Din in there doing his thing, R2 in there, just seeing him made me happy. And I didn't, it, it surprises me, uh, that I get excited about seeing R2 from time to time. You know, I didn't realize that he meant that much to me until he suddenly pops up out of the blue and you're like, yeah, that's R2. It's great. Um, you know, Kyle, uh, Cobb Vanth is, is, I mean, Timothy Oliphant, we've all gushed over him several times. Yeah. Yeah, He's amazing. That hair. (laughs) Right. As a bald man, I am so jealous. Dude, you and me both, buddy. (laughs) You and me both. So, and, uh, you know, then um, Ahsoka Tano showing up, that was fantastic. And, you know, Luke and seeing that stuff ha- play out with Grogu. And then, of course, you know, the great uh, premiere of Cad Bane showing up at the very end. I mean, that episode, not, not, and, and also there was some great action. There was some great cowboy stuff. I mean, they, that episode had, had it all. It was great. Oh, wait, wait. Was uh, Pele in that one too or no? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but yep. I was going to say, rest in peace, Madam Garza. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> there's that. I just like Twi'leks. I, I I feel like a lot of people do, especially when they are nice. <laughs> so, anyways, that's how I feel about that. Was my favorite episode. I know, long winded. Sorry, but uh, yeah, that was great. Next, Udi. No, I agree. Th- that one was a very. So layered, but with character. The the character part was my favorite, like you were saying. 
character after character after character, ones we weren't expecting. A lot of a lot of that ep- episode brought up a lot of things that we 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 talked about it that we didn't expect to see. And when you got them like in a rapid fire, you're like, oh man, oh man, oh man. And so it kept you on your on your toes the entire time. Having all of that was great. And and like I said, I think that having the characters really helps bring the whole universe what what we can see that they're trying to build much more into focus. And that is another reason why I like that episode we got. You know, like all the characters we got. Ahsoka, Pele, Mando, Grogu, I mean, Luke, 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 you know, and, and, and all of that. So having all that was great. Um, and it definitely picked up the overall uh, feeling, uh, positive feeling for me for uh, the entire run. Because until that point, it was like, hey, you know, I'm enjoying it. It's good. But then, you know, when you have such an uh an episode it elevated the entire run you know uh raising sea you know raises all ships so it it just raises the entirety of the uh of the whole entire book of boba fett for me yeah chad which episode was your favorite episode i wrote down that my favorite episode was chapter five of the return of the mandalorian and I will humbly tell you that I was wrong. You are correct. Chapter six <laughs> from the desert comes a stranger is absolutely the best episode. Uh, yeah, there's, I, I don't know what to say. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. What about you, Joe? Well, first I thought it'd be cheating to pick this episode. Uh, because I mean, between Mando and this, we got 23 episodes of awesome live action star Wars. And this was probably the, best Star Wars live action I've seen and even including the sequel trilogy which I do enjoy a lot and um, yeah th- th- this was amazing but like I said I felt like cheating and I I've, I gotta go deter a little bit as awesome as this was so I'm gonna say chapter two um, and I forgot the name of it but that where, where Boba earns his keep with the Tuscans which is my second favorite episode of the season technically, but I'm just trying to go a little bit different because as awesome as uh, this episode was, and I heard people even nitpicking like Ahsoka had no reason to be there. I was like, actually she did. She was the only thing that could keep Mando from talking mm-hmm. and ruining Grogu's choice at the time. So, I mean, every character was strategically put in there perfectly. And it was, this is like, again, talk about the sequel trilogy, Mando, this episode, this season, this was the first time I think I felt like, Eight-year-old me was next to 43-year-old me playing with our toys <laughs> together, and it was just amazing. But yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go with the uh, chapter two of the whole um, Mando earning, or Boba Fett, sorry, earning his keep with uh, uh, Tuskens and the whole ceremony of the gaffy stick, the train heist. Again, like I said, like a bantha, you know, that, that everything, and it was awesome, but yeah. And that's not to take away from any of the other episodes because there were lots of there was a lot of stuff in yeah. the book of Boba Fett that was amazing every episode brought something new and fantastic that we all loved um, unlike Bad Batch where we all felt like there was something that was not so great every single and every single episode of book of Boba Fett 
now I feel like I'm just going to gush like a, like a fanboy, but <laughs> I mean, everything on there was amazing. So, um, okay. So I'm feeling like we all, for the most part, agree that chapter six kind of takes the cake as far as chapters in star Wars, yeah. uh, overall. So hold on, hold on. I know, I know the next, the next one, sorry, Joe, I don't mean to take your thunder from you, but <laughs> I want, I'm doing this cause I want us all to say this next one, uh, together. Okay. The favorite new character. Cause I have a feeling we might all answer the same. Okay. And we haven't, we haven't shared what this is. Mm. We haven't talked about this beforehand. So, the next question was supposed to be the favorite new character, right? Is yeah, I was just going to read a comment, okay. but yeah. Okay, well, uh, about the episode? Yeah, we okay. got one comment on episode. On Okay, all right, go ahead and do so that. So this was we... from Eric, and uh, he also wrote one about an initial of the series, so I'll save that one, but he wrote, I have to say the series, wait, uh, actually, I'll read this. His favorite episode was six, Cobb Vanth, Cobb Bane, along with Luke and Ahsoka, and more Din. And that's half of his comment, but I want to read the rest of the half when uh, when we talk about that the overall. initial. So okay, overall, cool, yeah. cool. All right, so on the count of three, we're all going to say who our favorite new character is. Okay, we ready? Okay, one, two, three. Chrysanthemum, <laughs> Cad Bane, new character, new character. Chrysanthemum isn't a new character either. Never been on any Star you didn't Wars show. Specify that. <laughs> I okay. asked the question like Joey asked the question. Oh, okay, well, I would have said New Cad Bane. Okay, Chris Santon here. What, what was that your answer to? <sighs> yeah, yeah, that was yeah. bad. Yeah. So we all, all our new favorite new character was Chris Anton. But I'm also with Udi too. Things like well, right sure, under. sure. Well, I'm not wrong. I mean, well, live action. I mean, I, from a certain point of view, I'm correct too. You know, from animated to comics. Sure. And Chrysanthemum has been in comics and... But never even animated, though. True. true. And we've all watched Rebels and, and true, true, uh, true, true, true. Uh, Clone Wars, and true. we've seen Cad Bane for a long time. It's just, we were all happy to see him live action. So not new, but first time live action. But when we saw Chrysanthemum, we were like, that's a new guy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So that's why why I thought that. Yeah, we keep seeing them. And even if you're them. counting Cad Bane as a new character, Chrysanthemum still wins. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> wholeheartedly <laughs> still wins. the the worst thing about Kersantan is the new black series that they got coming up oh, that's besides the point I'll talk about that later yeah we can talk about that <laughs> that hot mess after after this we'll get to Star Wars toy talks at the end of the podcast like always hmm. I hadn't seen it yes. so that'll be news to me too all right cool all right Joe hand it back to you let's go go ahead and continue on with the uh, questions I mean, while I'm pulling it up, do you guys want to mention what your favorite part or like why he's our favorite new character? I'm sure we each have probably a little bit similar, but different ones too. Everything, the the, the Everything about story, him. the costume, <laughs> Carrie Jones, like he's behind a mask covered in fur, but just the way he looks at people with his eyes, right? you see the intensity of Chrysanthemum coming out. Yeah, it's amazing. The only thing wrong with Kersantan is that there wasn't more Kersantan. <laughs> I agree. I could, I could, I, you know what? If they did a book of Kersantan, I'd watch it. A hundred percent. Absolutely. It might shoot to the top. It might even be Mandalorian, uh, Dan and, and Grogu story. I would be all about it. But I am coming from, from being, you know, a fan, a Wookiee fan from way, way back with Chewbacca. So yeah, I, mean, I almost feel like I'm betraying Chewie. Yeah, you are. That is why I won't allow it. (laughs) (laughs) 
whatever, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, every, everything you guys said. I mean, such a great character. Finally, nice to see another Wookiee. We got, we got enough room in the Star Wars universe for multiple Wookiee love and props. Absolutely. That sounded wrong, but you guys know what I mean. Um, like mm-hmm. I mentioned before, when he was first introduced, we were expecting that from Tarful, and uh, and at least I was in Retur- uh, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, yeah. He was the main other Wookiee other than Chewie, but didn't really do anything. Um, but yeah, Black Santin was badass, and every scene was just up to up, upped it even more. Um, the scene with him just getting drunk in the sanctuary to, you know, throwing the. I, I didn't even. Yeah. Every time didn't a Wookiee rips of arms off of anybody, yeah. it's a great. Especially scene. with a great right? speech by uh, Madame Garza, like right. trying to right calm him down. Hand. Did yeah. not happen. Um, and then revealing that he wasn't killed by the Trandosians and throwing pikes all over the alley in the finale. And uh, no, it was great. Um, what a great character. Yeah, I cannot wait. We definitely got to see him more. I would love, yeah, I would absolutely love to see more. more mm-hmm. Santa. I, yeah, yeah, no, 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 for sure. I really hope we get him versus Obi Wan and the Obi Wan. That's what I'm hoping for. If they do not cover that, I'm going to be a little disappointed because it fits a timeline. It 100 percent fits the timeline. Dang, you know that would that would that would totally make sense. Why to add Chrysanthemum? I mean, you don't really when you look at at the book of Boba Fett. You don't other than cool points. Yeah. Why introduce him? And he's already on Tatooine. Just so. might, might as well introduce him now, then time in a Book of Boba Fett or in the Obi Wan. You're like, whoa! Yeah, you know, Obi-Wan I love that one. Way before Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, though. but flashback, whatever. I mean, it, it would be better if you have a like or somewhat of a knowledge of a character, and then when they add to it, even better. I mean, Cad Bane. We'll, we'll use Cad Bane. Cad Bane is the example. We knew about Cad Bane, and then they throw him in, and we go crazy because they add to him. So maybe it'd be cool. I, I'm with you. I'm with you, Chad. Like it just I hope adds they do that extra depth to their showdown in Obi Wan, just because you know so much more about Chrysanthemum. If they had introduced him in Obi Wan and they have this fight, we would just be like, "Oh, hey, Obi Wan kicks some Wookiee's butt." Like, what? Okay, but now you know, like you know, when you see him. If if it happens, you know when you see Chrysanthemum come on screen in Obi Wan, you're gonna be like, "Oh poop, Obi Wan!" Like Hugh McGregor's about to get his butt kicked because we know this guy and we know he's, you know, bad a Wookie. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll we'll find out when when Obi Wan rolls through town. <laughs> we'll find out. Yes. But anyways, as far as this uh, series go, and <laughs> it, not to detract from any of the characters that we. We saw, but dang, Chrysanthemum just, yeah. what a great, great surprise and and joy just to see a Wookiee do what Wookiees do best and yeah. just kick everything. And looking mean while he's doing it. Oh, yeah. Any other like favorite you know honorable mentions for new characters? I was just thinking about that, and honestly, no. The, twin, yeah. the twins are a little bit interesting just because, you know, they're that criminal element that's still out in the galaxy, but I care nothing for any of the mods. The mayor sidekick. Mm-hmm. The mayor's... Oh, the Major Domo? Domo? Yeah. yeah. The major, okay. He was fantastic. Yeah. He was great. He and was I, great. And I was even... Because, I mean, before Cassandra came out, I know a lot of the Star Wars fans were just, just geeking over the warrior Tuscan also. 
Mm, right yeah, yeah no I mean, that's also a very great character very yeah. f- very good moments in there. would still love to see Sadly, some return or closure to what happened with that no, they're all dead yeah. according well according to what the pike was saying they destroyed them all so as mm-hmm. far as we know according to that person all those all those tuscans were wiped out unfortunate very unfortunate i agree yeah but, but the major domo yeah he just kept getting better oh, and better the oh, further yeah. the, the story went so yeah, honorable mention for sure. Very good character, which is funny because we go from complete like butt kicking <laughs> Wookiee to groveling, <laughs> which just goes to show what kind of characters we like. Uh, groveling, sniveling little character that just seems to w- worm his way through life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was a great character too, for sure. And so then the next question was favorite returning character, and I'll and I'll kind of like close it down from like returning character from the Mandoverse. Okay. In in my notes, I had put Cad Bane. Well, if the, you if know what, he, Cad Bane will count. Counts as returning. If, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll allow it because if he doesn't count as returning, I think I have a clear winner, and I'm interested to hear what you guys have first. Now, you would think it would be Boba Fett because we're talking about the book of Boba Fett, but I feel like somebody else took the cake. Honestly, Hun- yeah. And are we going to do a countdown or are we just no, going to no, wait? Cause oh, no. I'm going to go first. Yeah. Fennec. Nice. I think Fennec Shan was a great returning character, not just from Mandoverse, but from bad batch. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see what more this character has. <laughs> I saw a shirt installed. that actually, uh, um, somebody was wearing it said the book of Fennec Shan. I'm like, I'm for it. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I, I'm with you. That is what I was thinking. I'm like, you have Finnick, you know. You got it from Mando through Bad Batch and in the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, great character. Great character. Happy anytime she's on the screen because of solid, solid character. Not just a solid character, but a solid actor. Like, she can do everything from the voice acting to the live action acting. Um, she is a well-rounded individual. Like I, and, and I follow her on, I try not to do a whole lot of following on, <laughs> on, on social media because I can't stand social media. But, um, if her social media is, uh, her being like playing to the crowd and being fake, which I don't get the feeling that, that is maybe I'm just that kind of naive. Um, but seeing her social media account and seeing the way she interacts with people and the way she handles things, and she seems like, uh, just like Katie Sackhoff, mm-hmm. seems genuinely happy and excited to be mm-hmm. in Star Wars. Yeah, I think we mentioned that when we were talking about Katie Sackhoff last, but like, as fans, we enjoy seeing actors in Star Wars who are just as much as fans as we are. Absolutely. And I think it makes their performances actually better than I others. Because I, not, not to say that they're performing better or better actors, or, and uh, I think just we, I guess we appreciate it more. We like, we see, we see more of the, the effort they put into it versus someone just going, yeah, whatever, phoning it in. Not to say that I've seen anyone phone it in, but. I don't think anybody's phoned it in, actually. Definitely not but, in the Mandoverse, at least. Mm-hmm. No, and kind of piggyback on that, uh, with all the uh, flashbacks aside, all the regular present time storyline, she ran the story. She was the one that drove the season, basically. And 
like I said, I mean, people can say what they want about, you know, the lack of Boba Fett or whatever that they thought. But, yeah, she, she I thought she drove the season and was she was pretty awesome. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I agree. And, no, I agree. Mm-hmm. And, and runner up would be Boba Fett, which is kind of it's. I've, I have mixed emotions about it being the main, the series is about Boba mm-hmm. Fett and he being the runner up returning character. Um, I don't know why that is, why I feel that way. I mean, I loved everything Tamar Morrison did. I don't have any, I'm not one of the people who detract is a detractor of what he did and what he's doing and what he will, I hope continually do. Cause I do want to see Boba Fett more. I do want to see him portray Boba Fett again oh yeah i want to see it i do enjoy what he did but it's just one of those situations where i feel like people who were just had more experience doing what they were doing just do a better job i I don't know what else to say about that i think i know what you're saying and i didn't think about that until you're just uh kind of talking about that but i kind of compare it to a film i really do like a lot uh, black panther Mm-hmm. And I, I've been a big fan of Chadwick Boseman before he was cast, and so when they when time comes, he was he, T'Challa was a great character. But I felt in that particular movie, he was overshadowed by the supporting cast, as good as he was. And I think Boba Fett, as good as Tamora Morrison is, how awesome he is as Boba Fett, and just as a person in general, he was kind of overshadowed by the supporting cast. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just kind of weird because we weren't expecting it, but. Um, I don't think there's no shame in it because I, I mean that just shows like Chad was saying nobody phoned it in at all, mm-hmm. even the smallest part, even what's his name I I can't remember right now, but uh, dude from Office Space, the oh, couple yeah. little scenes right? he was in, mm-hmm. nailed it. Mm-hmm. You know, I would, I was about to say he's a runner up for favorite new character, like <laughs> him, even Matt Barry as the droid, like yeah. everybody killed it in every aspect. So it's really hard to. To yeah, yeah, to narrow down, narrow, that, narrow that it down. Yeah, and it, I, I want to see more of Danny Trejo as a Rancor Wrangler. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, right? how did we not get more Danny Trejo? It was like, you know, we all. I mean, we made the come like, oh man, we're gonna get more of him, and then we got nothing. Yeah, that was it. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got some theories on that. I'll bring up later on, but I, I'll, I'll say my favorite returning character, other than Fennec Chan and Chad Chad Bane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're ruined now. We I can see I can visualize that now. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> um, Cad Bane because yeah, he is a returning character. If it's, but uh, I, Ahsoka when I saw her popped up, I was not expecting that. Right. Um, I heard rumblings about. Because everybody wanted Grogu to come back real quick, and you know, anyways. But when Ahsoka was there, I'm like, whoa! I did not see that coming at all. Right. And it, like I said, it, it as little as it was, it was some very powerful scenes with her and Mando, mm-hmm. and her with Luke. Oh yeah. Which I think will carry on into his fall as a Jedi Master. Um, but that's a mm. that's yeah. besides the point. But. Well, no. Debate. Yeah, and, and and I think and I think really, if you want to pull out, I mean, a lot of people are going to migrate towards the the moment where Grogu and Mando reconnect. But for me, maybe because of how I lean more towards the original trilogy and Rebels and all that, that scene between Luke and Ahsoka was out, out, is out, um, is more powerful for me, more important, more meaningful than that reuniting of Mando and Grogu for me. Yeah, I agree with you. There's a whole level of depth 
that is between Ahsoka and mm-hmm. Luke that was barely touched upon. And I feel like that that's why I was so impressed with the uh, uh, effects that they did for uh, de-aging Luke, you know, um, that you could still see the emotion that was there because that was some serious um, deep connection between, you know, history, Star Wars history with, with the Skywalker family right there. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. I um, mean, the fact that you could see it, it, it was a lot. So, anyway, we're, <laughs> we are, <laughs> I know we we're running dig- away. Sorry. We're digressing all over the place. It just goes to show how much there is. I mean, and I know we're, we're trying to sum up with some of these questions that we have, but I mean, we, could literally talk about this for hours upon hours because there's yeah, a, a lot to dissect. To do. There's a lot to dissect with the with uh, the book of Boba Fett. It's actually incredibly on point because the best returning character is actually Luke Skywalker. Mm. That's my that was Luke Skywalker. Ah, look at you. Okay, <laughs> because of those reasons, the way way updated CGI of Luke Skywalker's character, and then as you mentioned the that darkness, that conflict within him. As the audience, you see the Jedi temples being built. Luke's starting to train. These, There's so much, as Filoni said in Gallery, there's so much hope, hope. to look forward mm-hmm. to. But also as the audience, we know that that's not where the story ends. So you see it with hope, but you know... The tragedy it, you, that you have him. You, 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 you see hope, but you feel tragedy. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. and that's a really interesting mm-hmm. feeling to feel. So good yeah. for them. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. And before I get to the uh, listener comments on characters, do you guys think we'll get a, uh, Mando special edition with a updated Luke <laughs> de-aging on that episode or they're not even going to touch it? I want to see it. I really do. Yeah. I hope, I, I hope, I, I, I think, hope, I hope. I think that's stuff that they, they, they have better things to spend their energy on right now. I still honestly. want my physical copies, damn it. Yeah, I don't know if Favreau and Filoni are going to be as nitpicky about going back to change that. <laughs> yeah. Just a thought. Um, but before we move on to the next questions, uh, we did get, again, like, we did these in a separate pose. So uh, answer about favorite characters uh, from Sasquatch. My favorite attorney character has got to be Cad Bane. Of course, just a personal opinion. And I knew he's in the, the comics, but my favorite new character was... Kersantan. And if he's an invalid choice, no, he's not, uh, then it's going to have to be that mock Shai's dude bugged bugged me, but he felt right. So that's the major domo, right? Or mock yeah. Shai's? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mock Shai's was the mayor. Mayor. Oh, the mayor. Oh. Ooh, nice. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, that's even deeper. I, I like that one. That's a good one, Efren. Voice, voiced by Robert Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Um, another that comment mayor from. Mayor was a punk. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, you know, he, he met a punk's fate. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, he did. Uh, uh, other comment from Eric. Favorite new character, Deputy Scott. <laughs> <laughs> or if, if you guys remember this from the last episode, Toro 2. Uh, Deputy Scott for nice. always making oh, the wrong decision oh, and yeah. paying the price. Yeah. LOL. Uh, seriously, Garza Fwip, who has just running her, who was just running her business and got caught up in the middle of a territory fight. Yep. She was the regal saloon owner, just trying to survive in the old west. Yep, surviving a favorite returning Cobb Vanth, the oh, sheriff, yeah. just trying to keep his town safe. Uh, yeah, how did he, we not talk more yeah, about Cobb Vanth? He just needed some armor and more uh, competent de- uh, deputy. If you watch, he starts to look over to the deputy with the distracts him just enough yep. to slow him down during the draw. <laughs> he was looking at the deputy like, what are you doing? Shut your I mean, mouth. Get 
out of here. How great was the dialogue between Mando and Cobb Vanth when he's like, how you've been? A lot more careful. Yeah. Like, yeah. Come yeah. On. That was so Dude, good. You know, we could, I, I feel like between the four of us, we could literally sit down and take every single character and talk about them for a good 30 to 45 yeah. minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd love oh, yeah. to highlight characters. Every single oh, character. Yeah. Every single one of them. You know, because and, they were all so amazing. Yeah, and, and I have the hope with that final you know, end credit scene. They're like, oh, thank. Oh, we're going to see yeah, it. We're going to get more. And oh, yeah. again, you have characters that, that you, you naturally, you know, migrate to and connect with. And he was one automatically. Like we yeah. were all like, dude, what a great character, Cobb Vance. And, and I think Chad, you kind of called like we make a Cobb Vance. And we were talking about, you know, the, the armor and to have him and, you know, with Timothy Oliphant, just, what a great character. And I and what a great actor. Yeah, yeah, no, the whole thing, well directed, well written, well acted, well, the whole thing with that character is just great. <laughs> it is. It's really hard to narrow down. <laughs> and don't think, and and you guys don't think that it's easy for us to narrow down these guys because we have been thinking about this all week long. Or I mean, we think about this every single time we get a new character, a new episode, or whatever. Um. I didn't know how I would feel about seeing actors that we know from other things show up in this, but you know, they, it doesn't detract from it. Um, they all do such an amazing job. Every single one of them. Like I, I wish we could hand a (laughs) Mando show award to every single person that shows up in there Mm -hmm. and just has, Mm -hmm. and, and, and just, adds to the star wars story but yeah anyways and i, and I would love like i said I, I, I think it'd be great to do character highlights every once in a while since the dead time but we'll talk about that later but um no like what udi was saying he was in the bank the tank i mean it's right there boba fett after the whole season maybe we're not cut out for this yep. <laughs> so it's, it's just right there um yep. i think we i believe we got a new comment first prime alpha a new character, the mayor's majordomo, really grew on me mm-hmm. as the story progressed. But ultimately, Garza Fwip was my favorite. It's a hard, <clears throat> it's a hard thing trying to balance a business and a seedy town, and she did it with grace and style. Plus, she's really easy on the ice. Uh, <laughs> uh, where am I? Honorable mention for Black Kersantan and the Rancor returning character Pelimoto. Yeah, right. another great. Yep, yep. I totally yeah. agree with that. Yep. Uh, I get excited every time she shows up because she's hilarious. This time uh, around things, I got a little weird for a moment, but fit her character and made the made the viewer really happy about interspecies relationships. <laughs> Not that we really wanted to. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness! Yeah, I, and we didn't even bring up Pele, but yeah, Chad brought it up early, early. I think even before we started breaking down the episodes, that he was, she was one of the characters you would have liked to see. Mm-hmm. Then we right. see her barely, you know, just walking with the pit droids for a split yeah. second. And I thought that's what we were all we were going to get. And then we yeah. get a whole bunch more. Man, what a great, yeah. what a great, great. Uh, present it is when she showed it yeah, up. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one more comment from The Big Smooth, who, shout out, just recently got married uh, yesterday. Shout out, Alex. Congrats. Yes, yes. So, hope you guys are very happy. I know you are. <laughs> uh, does Cad Bane count as a new character? Hashtag newbies. Uh, best new character, the Bantha that, that Boba had to tell to piss off. Go meet other Banthas. Make baby Banthas. Best breakup line ever. <laughs> 
Uh, favorite returning character, either the torture droid from Jabba's Palace. Nice, nice. deep cut. Yeah. Not bad. Good, Good throw. And, Good deep uh, cut. Or the Ronto droid from Galaxy's Edge, which is the same, same thing. Same right. guy. Same one. Yep. Yep. Derek would now know. Chad, still not. But maybe. Oh. What? That droid is in Galaxy's Edge. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's shorter than I thought. Mm-hmm. Just like Grievous. Oh, I feel like we went for the so obvious ones. I like to hear from other people what, yeah. they, what they saw and, and thought. So thank you guys for bringing for yeah, thank you. the comments. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So next three. Go ahead. Yeah, no, which I, I think is a testament to good, good writing and good storytelling when you have so many ones. That, like you, you can, you know, you get a dart bar, dartboard and you throw it out there. You put the characters and you hit one. You're like. Good one, and then yeah. you pull it back and throw another one. Oh, good one! Yeah. You hit it like you keep on going. That to me is a, is a great, great indicator of people who care about what they're producing. So yeah, and even people that want to be in Star Wars because you know we talked about Matt Barry from you know what we do in the shadows and plenty of other stuff, but he mm-hmm. could have easily been like, I'm on a popular show. I want to be seen. No, I want to be the torture droid that announces everybody. Yep. You know, I would have. I'd love to be. I'd, I'd be happy being a pit droid. You know, so. I mean, just stuff yep. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next three, the final three, and uh, I'll read them all out, and we can take whatever um, order. But first, first uh, favorite fight or battle, favorite director, and best Boba moment, since this is the Book of Boba Fett. I figured mm-hmm. we would kind of deter mm-hmm. a little bit from him, but we really haven't. But I think we still have some... Uh, Really good Boba moment. So. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna go with uh, director first. Who is your favorite director for this series? Mm. For the book of Boba, who's gonna go? I'll say it. We've geeked about her since mm-hmm. season one of the Mandalorian. But yep. Bryce mm. Dallas mm. Howard. She gets the the emotions, the emotional mm-hmm. scenes. She's getting. I mean, she the first episode she did the the. Uh, San, not sanctuary. Was it sanctuary? Sanctuary. sanctuary. Mm-hmm. It was it was a, a very emotional episode that had good action towards the end. But you know, from the heiress in season two to this episode of the Mandalorian returns, you know, she like I said, she got the emotion, she got the mm-hmm. mystery, she got the action, she nailed it all. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I think I even tweeted, uh, "Can we get the Book of Bo-Katan directed by showrunner Bryce Dallas Howard? Give her the Deborah Cho treatment." So. Yeah, you you did, and I I think I might have put it like one hundred. Can we please have her running yeah. something, anything? Because we know it'll be good. Um, like you're saying, you look at her body of work in this universe, and every single one she has done has been not only really good, but like stupendous, like that good for being able to capture the emotion, have you running back and forth, and man, what a what a great great director. Yeah, great director. I I want to use the cliche like she's Hollywood royalty as far as directing well, goes. She is because of of her dad. But I mean, not just in title, but in actual works, like what she does, she is amazing. And and it uh, it makes me so happy. <laughs> it makes me so very happy to see her involved in this. And uh, mm-hmm. I hope. They keep bringing her on board, and yeah, I give her a project, please, mm-hmm. please, 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 give her a Star Wars project. Yeah, even if it's brand spanking new, I'm mm-hmm. sure she would just kill it, kill it, murder. Uh, there would be murders because that's how good she would do. Yeah, yeah. it would be, it would be a amazing. movie, a series. Like if anything. if they had given her Andor, 
I'd be excited about it. I know. I would have been like, okay, you know, for me, I'm like, I, I will look at it and go like, is she directing an episode? I'll watch that one for sure. Mm-hmm. Because we know where we're going to get. Again, mm-hmm. proven track record of excellence yeah. right there out of, out of that lady. Yeah, that and it's woman. not just Amazing. us, though. It's the masses I've seen like on social media, too. Oh, yeah, they're great. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. cannot... I mean, you gotta you gotta go hunting for something you may not like in one of her in, in her work, and for you to have to, like, for you to have to do that, then it tells you like, knock it off. You're just gonna be a hater. No, <laughs> she's great. Everything, everything, and acting. She's a great actor too. Yep, I, I am still I am still a a Filoni fan though. Mm-hmm. I am. I he's my my favorite director. Yeah. Um, for the season, so well, chapter six. <laughs> yeah. So and it's funny because this sees this show really proved to who are actual Robert Rodriguez fans and people that just know he did Spy Kids and Alita or something. Um, I'm a huge Rodriguez fan, but I, I mean I I will easily say with him being labeled as the showrunner, I'm not going to say his episodes were the worst, but his episodes were the weakest. He was definitely outshadowed by some of the newer directors. Definitely Filoni and Bryce Dallas Howard, but still fun stuff. Still fun, uh, mm-hmm. Rodriguez. But you know, he he was he had a lot to live up to after his uh, cha- uh, episode five of season two. Mm-hmm. Well, when he showed, yeah, well, Tra- the, tragedy is hard to live up to. Yeah, yeah. oh, I bringing, know. Bringing Boba Fett in the way he did that was freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we had the the final and, and granted the final episode. Uh, we had some amazing Boba Fett fighting for sure, and in tandem with Din, it was it was awesome. It was awesome fighting, which runs right into the next category for me, anyways. Um, so, I mean, Robert Rodriguez not a slouch by any oh agreed any 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 terms whatsoever. I mean, any stretch of the imagination, he kills it. Also, um, but yeah, the the other two. Howard Filoni, holy moly! Those mm-hmm. those are hard. I, I mean, I think I think even um, Favreau might have a hard time holding up a candle to those two. Yeah, for real. And I do want to give a little special, like uh, honorable mention to Steph Green, who directed yeah. the second chapter, mm-hmm. which was the one, which is my unofficial favorite episode after. <laughs> Chapter, chapter six. six. Yeah, they, they mm-hmm. kind of fall to the wayside, but they're definitely not worth forgetting Steph Green and Kevin Tancheron. Yeah. Their episodes were great, but mm-hmm. I mean, you're going up against BDH and she's been in the Mandover. She's been successful. Mm-hmm. She knows what fans want and she knows how to put it on screen. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, her, her, her episode, amazing action, amazing sets, amazing, amazing lighting, amazing cinematography, amazing storytelling, amazing comedy. And you know, as a director, a lot of that is probably her just like, I'm sure a lot of Amy Sedaris's comedy is Pele is her probably improv. Oh yeah. And and Bryce Dallas Howard just, yeah, go with it. She's a variety, variety show actress. And that's what makes a lot of directors better when they let the actors play in the sandbox and not be so rigid and strict to, to scripts and stuff. Um, yeah, you guys brought but, it up, but I didn't. I didn't notice it until like my second or third watching. But just that long one shot from the elevator. Oh God, that one shot uh, is beautiful. Coming around that table after when Mando has the uh, mm-hmm. the head, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I mean, then going back out, just that long one shot. And Udi, you know, work on movies. You know how not easy something like that is. 
When, when, when anybody who understands how it is, how difficult it is to set up a shot, when you see that and you can recognize a one shot and go, holy, like you, in my mind, I'm thinking about lighting and da da because I watch a lighting crew, camera crew, sound crew work and try to work with a static shot, a one shot that goes nowhere. And how much work that took. And then to have that rolling like that, man, I'm like, whew. Like you give a tip of the cap just because you understand the hard work and, uh, you know, dedication takes to get something like that. And it just pays off in spades when you see it on the screen. Yeah. You know, the first time I ever saw something that was a single shot that just went on forever was uh, Children of Men. Oh, yeah. That one is one of the best it ever. It is yeah. such an And you don't realize it's happening because mm-hmm. you're so caught up in yeah. what's going on. And I think that is the whole point of having a shot like that, mm-hmm. a, a long scene like that happen is because you get caught. It, it lets you get more caught up in what's happening because you don't have any cutaways. You don't have any stops. You don't have any of that. It's all just continuing just like everybody's life is that there's no yeah. edit in anybody's yeah. life. It just keeps going. Yeah. Cut, roll back, start right. over. They do exactly. it a couple times in that film. Yeah. For anybody who doesn't know, if they want to get like a good like experience of what a, a an amazing one shot is with action, and everything going on and it that is movie, long. it is a very long one shot. Like I cannot believe how long it is. I think it's like a 12 minute one shot literally. And you're like, there is no way that they can do it. And they pulled it off. Yeah. Amazing, amazing amazing stuff so so every time so when you see it in another show you know you you can recognize just how amazing that entire thing is to pull off because it's it first off you have to get past the fact that you just got completely sucked in because you don't (laughs) notice it because you got completely sucked in because there's no editing and it doesn't stop it continues just like your life does but then when you can pull back for a second and what and realize that that's what just happened it makes you appreciate what they do the business of what mm-hmm. they do, the technicality, the the professionalism, just mm-hmm. the the higher level that they go to, and the fact that they even go to that with a Star Wars show, a mm-hmm. sci-fi show, a kids show, or whatever you want to label it, when people who don't know Star Wars is, you just appreciate it a lot more. And so, watching that stuff, I mean, and, and so many things were accomplished with the book of Boba Fett. I know, I know, we're like pointing fingers at specific <laughs> things, but there is so much that has happened in this, uh, uh, this, this season of bo- uh, book. It's amazing. Like I said, we can, we can sit down and talk about yeah. every single aspect of it for <laughs> probably far longer than anybody wants to listen to. But anyways, okay. Next, um, was it? We were talking about directors. So we're going to go with, uh, the fight. We're going to go, what is our favorite fight that happened in the book of Boba Fett? We're going to, Joe, go ahead. You, What's your first one? I know you're over there thinking real yeah, hard. This so is, I got mine. I'm going to pick on you. I got yeah, mine. <laughs> th- this is very, very tough because whatever, like I said, whatever criticisms people have, I don't care. This had a lot of great fight scenes, great battles. Oh my God, I am going to go with Cobb Van, Cad Bane, Showdown. I mean, just the anticipation, the not bad, the, not bad. the reveal of Cad Bane, you know, in the horizon, and just that, just vintage Western feel of that. Um, not not necessarily a big fight, but I mean, it was a, a you know, showdown. And yep. 
But just basically not for the action of it, but for the intensity. And the excitement of seeing mm-hmm. Cad Bane in live action looking amazing. So that's what, ah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to go with it. Yeah. No, that's a good choice. I know I got Good one. choice. Yeah. Especially considering, you know, we, we all love Cod, we all love, uh, Cobb Vanth mm-hmm. and uh, seeing him go toe to toe with someone we know who is just not someone to mess with, and I and, and to see you know that's the the one thing about uh, Timothy Oliphant that he did was he portrayed the fact that you know when you get the the hairs on the back of your neck pop up, he portrayed that fact when yeah. he was staring down Cad Bane, he knew that this was not someone to to toy with to trifle with. You know what else they really did really well in that scene that we didn't talk about when we first reviewed it? They didn't, even though Cad Bane wins that fight and Cobb Vanth loses it, they don't really discredit Cobb Vanth as a fighter in the way he lost. And they showed how much humanity his character has because he was more concerned about his deputy that he literally took his eye off the ball and got shot for it. And it wasn't that he's a worse duelist than Cad Bane. It was that he has more humanity than Cad Bane. Yeah. Which just makes... His like, makes Cobb that much better. He's right. I saw how quick he was with the pikes. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed we don't get a rematch of Cobb Vanth versus Cad Bane, so we can show that kind of you know. Who I, says we won't? Eh? You know, I told you my theory. We all know my theory on Cad Bane. He ain't dead. Yeah, he and one thing too, I'll rematch. Just, rematch. <laughs> all yeah. about Cad Bane is that he gets you with the pistols, but he also gets you with his dialogue. Same thing he did in the animation, and they just nailed it. Again, in live action, so. Gets under your skin, gets in your head, yeah. Yeah. No, great, great pick, Joe. Mm-hmm. Very good fight. Or showdown, whatever. Falls in the category. <laughs> yep. Very good one. So, Chad, what about you? Favorite fight scene? This one was easy for me to pick because all I had to do was close my eyes and see the ignition of the Darksaber for the <laughs> first time when Din takes on the Clatoonians and proceeds to slice himself in the leg to show mm-hmm. how hard it is to operate a lightsaber, specifically the Darksaber, but then still mops the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was easy. Brutally. Easy Dude, choice. Okay. I mean, slices the guy in half, slices the table in half. The dialogue on the way out, mm-hmm. like, it was that was beautiful. All right. Nice. If you do me the honor, let me walk away. I mean, even the lead up dialogue, I'm looking for this guy. How do you know it's me? Takes out the beeping tracker, tosses it on the table. Yeah, the tracking fob. There you go. Yeah. Great. And the puck. Yep. Yeah. Good. What about you, D? Well, I'm going to go kind of uh, off of that one. It kind of actually combines both years. The Mando and Paz Vizsla fight. Uh, you have, you know, elements of both. You have kind of a showdown, uh, then you have the Darksaber. And I enjoyed both of that because we, you know, again, when you understand what the history of the Darksaber was, it had a lot more meaning. Uh, and then understanding how difficult it is to handle and wield the Darksaber was proven not once but twice. So watching that and understanding what was at stake there was great for me. You know, my my, my, my runner-up was yours, Joe, because, you know, going back in the history of, you know, growing up, and we've talked about it before, with our dad, Spaghetti Westerns, we grew up mm-hmm. with watching Westerns and showdowns all the time, and on TV shows, Gunsmoke, I mean, he liked Gunsmoke, I mean, yeah, my dad was quite the aficionado for the Westerns, but... um. 
but that is kind of like why I enjoyed that one. It was my top one because it has elements of like the showdown and then a, just a good old sword fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just to add on top of that, again, why she was probably the best director of the series, the shots Bryce Dallas Howard got of Paz Vizsla with a, this is a, a character with a helmet on. You can't see their face. You can't see their emotions. You see the T visor, but you know the way that blank stare of a helmet is looking at the Darksaber, you see the seething hatred and jealousy of Paz Vizsla, who says, that is my family's heirloom. It belongs to me. I want it. Before he even comes out mm-hmm. and says anything to Din, you, know. you you just see from the camera angle and the way Paz is looking at him, again, a helmeted character, you're just like, oh, oh geez. Yeah, and, and you know what? And that is when I, I give a, t- a tip of the cap to not only uh, Bryce Dallas Howard for that, but Deborah Chow for doing that, being able to have that. I think they, those two directors, had the, the ability to bring that out the best out of everybody. They all, all the directors in every episode that kind of did that had, had a good level of that. But those two in particular to me really stick out as the ones that could really, you know, have that emote, uh, have the actor, uh, you know, um, emote and, and you could tell like there was no doubt in your mind what they were thinking, how they're feeling. You could see the face without seeing the face. Yeah. And not just that emoting with the actor, but knowing like Chad said, no, knowing when to, Zoom in, zoom out, just hold the shot on the face mm-hmm. without movement. I mean, it's it's an art, it's a skill, and and like what Udi said, I I agree. Deborah and Bryce have done it. I don't say the best, but they they've stand out in a in a list, a big list of great directors in these two uh, uh, shows so far. Yep, yep. So I kind of I'm cheating because I got two different things for this fight um and mine's gonna go completely different and maybe almost run of the mill but i particularly loved watching boba and din get down and go to work i know i had a little bit of a of a criticism as to why didn't they hop on top of the buildings but uh you know typical robert rodriguez fashion watching two uh, well-equipped, well-trained, and skillful fighters just fight off a horde of uh, oncomers. It was fun. It was it was a pure joy. And then watching how they dealt with the big giant droids, you know, watching them use their jetpacks to dodge and weave and move and all that stuff. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So that was that was my favorite fight scene. Uh, but equally so which is wasn't so much a fight scene more of an execution was watching fennec shan get <laughs> mm-hmm. to work and take out that entire room yeah i really i was so satisfied watching that watching her do what she does best watching why she was called a master assassin uh finally finally <laughs> After seven episodes, we finally really, really, really get to. I mean, we saw we saw her kick uh, Cad Bane uh, in Bad Batch, uh, hold him, hold him back. But watching her get that business done at the end of Book of Boba Fett was very satisfying for me. Yeah, and didn't catch this until I think my second watch when I wasn't you know watching it in the middle of the night. But she. The first ones that get it were the the families that betrayed them mm-hmm. first. They they got it first. <laughs> they all got it in the face first. Yeah. That's right. 
Then yep. just the the whole just hanging of the mayor and just seeing his big bird feet hanging there and neck cracking. Mm-hmm. Classic. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. That was yeah. So so that's where I'm at. And both so both both my my favorite fight scenes were chapter seven. Uh, so uh, credit those to Robert Rodriguez <laughs> if you want. But either way, those those were super fun for me to watch. And that's really hard considering that so many fight scenes yeah. in this episode, in this entire <laughs> series were fantastic. Yeah, I got an honorable mention. And going back to chapter two, it's when the warrior takes the speeder into the train and just goes through the train, mops up the pikes. Yep. Just that whole scene, uh, as quick as that part was, was just like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah was that was awesome. great. That that was kind of on par with, with Fennec Shen yeah. mopping up the floor with, with bad guys. Yeah. Especially when the head pops up like... Is that it? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. That was an awesome scene too. Yep. All right. So, so favorite or best Boba moment? Who wants to go first? Anybody? Anybody? The, this Anybody? one's easy for me. The, there was right. a lot. I like I said enjoyed. I love Tamora Morrison. Does I mean he's great as Boba Fett. My favorite Boba moment is when <laughs> going back to chapter two. The end, the you know, when he presents his gaffy stick and they just do that ceremonial dance with it. I just thought, I mean, knowing his culture, his background, mm-hmm. I I think I, I just, I think I was tearing up because I, I just thought it was just a beautiful scene of just the whole thing of the, the ritual that I am uh, part of this tribe. Mm-hmm. And so that was my favorite moment. Yeah, that's a good moment. What about you, Chad? I loved all the Boba, mo- Boba moments with the sand people. Those would be my runner up. Um, but as you know, a, I, w- I won't say lifelong because Star Wars came out before I was born. So I would say, you know, life absorbed, like my entire life has been Star Wars. We've always wanted to know how does Boba, does Boba escape from the czar like mm-hmm. pit? Um, and when Disney bought Star Wars for an unprecedented amount of money, $4 billion, that was all anybody could talk about. All my Star Wars friends, you know, Star Wars social media was a buzz. Is Disney going to finally do it? Are they going to do Boba Fett? Then we get the news. Okay, we're getting a standalone movie. A Star Wars story, probably the Han Solo movie, was going to be the Boba Fett movie. Then it gets scrapped, and we don't know. And then EA announces, hey, we're releasing Battlefront, and they have a teaser of Boba Fett with his jetpack over the Dune Sea, and we're like, oh, he jetpacks out. Is that it? Is that canon? Is that how he does it? And it takes years until we finally get to this point and we see him struggling out of the Zarlacc, crawling out of the sands and God, that was beautiful. Thank you, Patton Oswalt. Finally wrapping it. Yes. Thank you, Patton Oswalt for giving them the the (laughs) The blueprint, the blueprint. Yes. Nice. Okay, cool. Woody, what about you? Um, you know what? It, It is a toss up for me between two. Um, the one Joe, Joe's, for me that that might be my top top one, honestly, because it has yeah they do basically kind of a haka kind of thing and and for me I always I love that that having that cultural kind of influence and vibe and again like his in knowing his culture and and everything and have that kind of kind of all melded in is amazing and I love how they did that, but then I kind of go to my other side and I like the scene where he just flies in in the slave one <laughs> and just straight just annihilates all of them. No remorse, no nothing, just comes in and they never have a chance. It is brutal, it is dark, and it is just bloodthirsty. And I'm like, 
I love that. That is that is one thing about Boba Fett that reminded me back. You know, goes you know, notice integrations, all that. Like it brought all that back to me. Like that is the kind of the the bastard of like Boba Fett. Like I don't care. I'm going to kill you. Their head not at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, that is the one because he, like I said, he just comes in. You know, and the way they shot it too, cruising along, and then coming up the back down. Dun, 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 dun. Here it comes up and just like, oh man, how great, how great that was. Yeah. You know, then you can kind of go all the way through and then you have the, you know, you know, the starlight and all that, but yeah. And you just rolled into what I was going to talk about. <laughs> so my favorite Boba Fett, and, and mind you, it, I am very happy to see what Tamora did, Tamora did with Boba Fett. I think everything that he did in this series was great. I don't have any complaints about anything that he did. Um, and I do very much enjoy the portrayal that they put forth of Boba Fett. All of it, all of it, all of it. It was, it was a joy to see. I'm very happy to see it. But after watching him and Fennec get his ship back and then for him to go fly it, blast those guys into sand dust into sand just watching him to tear through and then go over to the sarlacc pit and uh that entire scene just to have him finish with don't touch my buttons (laughs) i loved all of that stuff so that that part of it all tied together was my favorite boba fett moment Um, i know that there's so many other parts of this series that um were so good but um on a personal note, just with my kids watching it, watching him fly down, especially with my son, he get like I said, he cackled like I did when <laughs> he watched him uh, just blast those guys off their speeder bikes, and then the shock and surprise of the Sarlacc pit when it when it grabbed the hold of the the, the ship and all that stuff. Um, not just was it fun for me when I watched it alone, but it was fun for me to watch it when I was watching it with my kids too. So. That is the the Boba Fett moment that stands out for me, for this entire series. So, and, which is kind of a long yeah. moment, but it was it was to me it was all tied together that had to do with him and his ship. So, all of them, good, really good, beyond yeah. good. Yep. Uh, we did get two comments. Uh, first one's from Sasquatch Efren. This one's tough. I'm not sure if it was a fight, but favorite fight scene is when Din beats all of them Clintonians and and whips out his dark saber. See, I'm not the only one. Yeah. Yep. Favorite you have dir- great taste, sir. Yes, yes, he does. Uh, favorite director, this one's a tough two. <laughs> I really enjoyed chapter five, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, took a different pace and a different feels. Still Filoni. <laughs> not wrong there either. Mm-hmm. So, And I got to go with Boba Fett, Boba launching his knee darts while guns blazing. Mm. Two in one, so good. So, yeah. yes. Uh, then also from Eric, uh, favorite fight battle, the duel with Cobb Anth and Cad Bane, mm-hmm. straight out of a Leone spaghetti western with attention and conclusion. Yep. Favorite director, this one's tough. Uh, both Bryce Dallas Howard and Dave Filoni episodes are great. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, but have to give Bryce the edge as I like the pacing in her episode better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way she crafted her episode was better, balanced, and all the glorious Mando lore. Mando space lore. <laughs> and favorite Boba moment had to be Boba crawling out of the Sarlacc pit. Uh, finally, what we've all imagined happened, coming to reality, just wanted some Dengar. <laughs> right? 
So oh, we've yeah. been we've been calling for Dengar since the first, <laughs> first season of the Mandalorian. Nick Nolte's oh, Dengar. Man. Hot take. You know, if we go all the way through the Mandoverse, I'm gonna do that, and, and we don't get Dengar. I'm gonna do that whole Dengar. drop on the menus. Dengar. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> how could that be? I don't understand how that particular is there. Is there a story on him that we don't that I don't know about that why he hasn't shown up? No. No. Mm-mm. How has he not shown up yet? There's Do they know something we don't know? Probably. <laughs> to be <sighs> fair, though, there's... I mean, every other bounty hunter, if you look at that, the deck of the Star Destroyer and Empire Strikes Back, there's Boba Fett, Dengar, Bosk, IG-88, Forlom, Zuckus. None, none of them are back. have been used mm-hmm. in anything. Mm-hmm. Well, Bosk was used. Not in live action. Yeah, but he was at least in Clone Wars. I think Dengar was in Clone Wars. Yeah, he, was like, like yeah, Forlums, because they've all been used in Filoni's animated stuff, but none of them have yet to be used in anything live action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dengar, I think in the Clone Wars, actually voiced by Simon Pegg. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what? I could, fact. I would be okay with him <laughs> yeah, exactly. dressed up as <laughs> Dengar because Simon Pegg's a great actor too. He's already yeah. on Clark Puck. He can't. Well, yeah. No, yes, he can. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he can was, do more. Yeah, he was completely <laughs> he covered. I know. Yeah. That's yeah. my ship. Yeah. It's not, though. I know. Okay. But I want to thank everybody for commenting on uh, all three of those posts. Mm-hmm. Great takes, great opinions, great feelings, and yes. And nobody wrong. That's no, a, not that, at all. How how amazing is it and great is it that we got a whole seven episodes of a series and all the favorite answers were right. All the favorite things were yes those you're you're right that was a great point yes yeah. that was a great point yes that was a great actor yes that was a great fight all, all of it yeah absolutely i think that's a good segue into the final question that we saved for last how do we all feel about the book of boba fett you're not gonna go first chad Rudy, <laughs> you're gonna go first well you know uh, overall um I enjoyed. I mean, I enjoyed the the vast majority of it. Um, when we got into the middle of the run, I got a little like, okay, can we get a little bit more? You know, we had a lot of questions. Still enjoying all of it. But when, you know, they introduce, when we get uh, Mando back and we get Luke and all that, that is when I, again, elevated the entire run for me. The entire run. Um the season finale, believe it or not, for me is not the low light per se, you know. But I, I, I don't know. Maybe it was my. It, it definitely was my expectation of wanting to see more. It wasn't a bad thing. It felt a little disjointed, but overall, it's nitpicking. You know what I mean? The rancor was good. All I mean, there was plenty of good, fun action. I mean, Boba. Amanda, your favorite scene, you know, the uh, Boba and Cat Bane. You see uh, Finnick, you know, what she can do. You know, all of that was great. You get more Pele. You got, so a lot of it was great. So overall, I mean, I feel like it was a great um, uh, development of Boba. And my knock is going to be that they could have, I wanted more. So to me, that is a good tell. Like if I want more, like I want to know more about the character. Like you're giving me a lot and I'm happy. But I, I still want more. They gave me Tuscan Raiders and why he did that and the Gaffian, how he wound up with the Gaffian. We get all that, which is great, and I loved all of that. 
but I still feel like there were holes that they could have filled as far as like why he wanted to be more of a malevolent, more, a little bit more even keel, more respectful than, uh, you know, the, the, the hard ass that wanted to, you know, would disintegrate you before say anything else. So there are a couple of things that I, I would have wanted more, but overall it was great. I enjoyed it. Um, and again, you know, the ones with Mando and Grogu being my favorite. So, yeah, I mean, um, I don't think we're going to get another one, another run at it. I, I think it served its purpose to push everybody forward, and I think we're going to be done with it, in my personal opinion. But it was great. Yeah, enjoyed it. Okay. All right, Joe. How did you feel about this book of Boba Fett? Well, after two seasons of The Mandalorian, it had a big, big uh, boots to fill. And I think we did get we did get spoiled by how great the the two seasons of the Mandalorian was. So, but oh, you know that saying that I really enjoyed the episode or the the show. Um, it went you know different than than I expected and predicted, but I actually kind of like that. Um, I think there is a future for Boba Fett that um, Lucasfilm kind of uh, dead end dead ended themselves in at one point where he was actually supposed to be in Solo. Uh, Lawrence Kazan actually wrote him in to be in Solo, but was told, no, we got plans for him, so they had to come up with different storylines. And then the same thing with uh, Favreau. He wanted to make a Boba Fett show while well, we we got plans for him, so came out with Mando. And I, and I brought it up before. I think a lot of Mando is what a lot of people were expecting a Boba Fett to be. So, but that saying, I think there's a, a big future. I have a theory. I could bring it up later, but I enjoyed the season. It was really good. Um, I agree with Udi. It, it, it certain areas where it started to drag. Then they, you know, then we got the two point five we were expecting, and it was so glorious. <laughs> Both episodes, um, yeah, it, it was amazing. And then going to the finale, it it just was so hard to top chapter six. And I mean, no matter what they would have done, I think. Mm-hmm. So um, I think we were. As we knew it was going to be action packed, but it still was a little bit of a letdown just because how, how amazing it was. But overall, I enjoyed it. I I'm kind of back and forth if we're going to get a season two or not. But I do agree that the the overall Mandoverse, you know, is moving forward, and Boba Fennec they'll still be part of it. Kersantin, uh it could do without the mods. Um, hope we get the major Domo still. So see what kind of relationship if people are shipping him and Pele now. So. Uh, but no, it, it was, like I said, big shoes to fill, but, you know, two live action Star Wars that you said at the beginning of the show, do we ever think we we're going to get? And no, so I'm all for it and had a, had a great time. Okay. So I, um, I loved it. That was great. I didn't think there was anything. I, I granted, I went into it with no expectations of what they were going to do. Um, Boba Fett had so little in any actual original Star Wars movies. So uh, I had no preconceived notions as to what he was going to do. I didn't read any books. I didn't read any comic books. I didn't see any of the stuff that he was in as far as that goes. So... For me, going into it, all I knew was he had these few lines. He got warned not to disintegrate anybody. He took. He happened to be the one that was there to take Han Solo in, 
And then he, by dumb luck, apparently got knocked into a Sarlacc pit and that was the end of him. So, uh, all the lore and stuff that came up afterwards for me was kind of like, okay, whatever. But the legend grew and with the animation stuff that came in with Filoni coming in, um, them taking that original idea and building an entire civilization and culture on it, um, that we all are so invested in now, uh, seeing this story unfold, uh, not just in, you know, season two of the Mandalorian, but in this whole season of the book of Boba Fett, even though Din came in and took some of the thunder, which I'm sure some people feel like he shouldn't have been there at all. That should have been all about Boba Fett. Um, it was all such an amazing addition to star Wars, the storytelling, the directing, all of it, all of it. I loved every aspect of it, every little bit of it. So this entire book of Boba Fett to me was a great addition, a great, plus to star Wars. So Chad, what do you think? That was great. Uh, I think sometimes if you haven't listened to our reviews of the book of Boba Fett up to this point, you know, sometimes you might've been critical of it. Um, but it's not that we didn't like it because as we sit here and we talk about it and we reminisce about it, you know, I'm enjoying things so much more than I did the first watch through and the first time we talked about it. And I'm excited to go back and, you know, binge watch it from one to seven and just enjoy it again. Uh, I think too, too many people get wrapped up in the title character being in the title of the show and expect it to be all about him. But really, it's just a vessel for Star Wars to get us more Star Wars story. Um, and, you know, even the Mandalorian was that way, kind of in the second season, introducing the new characters. And granted, the story, the, you know, the camera followed in more. But, you know, you still have, you know, things coming in from all over the galaxy because, these stories tell the story of star Wars and not really just any one individual character. Um, so, you know, I don't care what the next show is called is, you know, if it's in the Mandoverse, I want to see and hear more about the Mandalorian and man, all these characters that they've introduced. I don't, you know, if we get a season three episode of the Mandalorian and it doesn't have din and Grogu in it and it's about Chrysanthemum and someone else, give it to me, shovel it in my <laughs> face. Like I want it. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't care what it's called. Just give me more star Wars. Yeah. Like a pie in the face. Hit me with it. Please. Yeah. Just, yep. just do it. Hands tied behind my back. Mouth do it. Open. Do it now. Yeah. yeah. You know, cause it's just about getting more star Wars. Not necessarily, you know what it like, who, who cares if it's called the book of Boba Fett and he's not in it as much as you wanted to, because star Wars is in it and star Wars is what you want. I agree. So we all thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Five star. Four point five. What a jerk. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I will agree with that just because I built up the two seasons of Mandalorian higher. Mm-hmm. So then that's the president. That's the president for Obi Wan for Andor. Yeah, the president so. is is uh, Mandalorian. If you don't quite get there, you're still going to be high. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. So, <clears throat> sorry, no, I was I was going to digress in a different topic, but I, I just want to try and stay on point for a second longer. Great addition to the Mandoverse is what we're calling it. Uh, all the characters are fantastic. I feel like I'd be happy to see another season of it. 
I'd be happy to see another season of whatever it's called, as long as it's continued <laughs> in this manaverse, like Chad, you just mm-hmm. said. Um, so we, this covert says yes to the book of Boba Fett. We want more of it. It was amazing. It was great. It was fantastic. There's still so many different things that, that we could dissect about it and talk about it. Um, but <laughs> we're going to keep, <laughs> we're going to keep it to that overall. We're all very happy that we got this. We got answers to Boba Fett and how he survived. We got answers to see how he evolved and became something more than just a bounty hunter and something that's going to be, uh, what I think everybody secretly wanted. They liked the fact that he was an anti-hero and now he has become a hero that you can safely get behind and not, not be like, I mean, we all like Darth Vader, but you know, it's mostly because he I think feel like he was redeemed at some point. So it's safe to be okay <laughs> to like him um, and be happy about him. The same thing with Boba Fett. Now he has been redeemed, even though he does have his tendencies of just kind of blasting some guys from time to time, which is fine. It's okay. We all like to see somebody disappear in a <laughs> pile of smoke when he fires his <laughs> rocket wrist at him. <laughs> oh man. At least we got to see one of those too. Man, wait. So many moments. Yeah. Okay. So, so we did talk about the how real quick how good Luke looked uh, in this season. We didn't even talk about, and this is just like a brief thing, but the volume, just the the had the upgrade. I mean, there was not. I mean, even as amazing as the first season of Mando was, even more. I mean, just what they're doing with this thing now is just. The technical levels of yeah, what they, they're doing with the show. Yep. I think we kind of mentioned it in season two of The Mandalorian, but I think we all stopped looking to try to tell where the volume yeah. begins and ends because we can't anymore. Yeah. They have gotten that gutted. It. The the technology behind this, the shows are getting better and better and better. Thank you, video games. I think we've <laughs> said it before. I'm a big proponent of video games. Mm-hmm. So um, I love that that is part of the Star Wars universe now and the Star Wars storytelling I can't wait to see how they keep uh, using that and utilizing it to, to tell more Star Wars stories for all of us. And it's unfortunate for other IPs that the bar's been set so high. Sorry, Halo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Halo's coming. And and we actually have the streaming service completely by accident with the uh, competing IP. Um, so... N- going totally off topic now guys is that okay it's just All about right. that's how great disney is doing with star wars yeah no and it is everything else looks just totally uncomparable and and they have to they have to move up to that which is great and it's fantastic um but uh paramount plus is that what it is it's going to have halo the, the new halo live action halo that's coming up i hadn't intended on getting it because i was like who needs another streaming service but I also managed to get my kids. They're not only just hooked on Star Wars like I am. They're also hooked on Star Trek no, like nice. I am. I am one of those rare. I, well, I don't know how rare it is. I mean, before it used to be a pretty big joke. Like you were either Star Wars fan or Star Trek fan. You couldn't be both. I've always been both. I don't see why you can't be both. <laughs> I think of that scene from Fanboys. Why fans do you sell the Trek if you're yeah. not? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Why do you hawk the Trek? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... You know, and I try to have my kid. I, I, I would like my kids to be well-rounded, so they're watching Star Trek also. 
Um, not to mention we have, a, we have a thing when, when I have them, we watch a show together and, uh, you know, find, finding family friendly shows that I also want to watch <laughs> sometimes can be a little difficult. So watching some Star Trek together is also good. Um, so, uh, Paramount plus has Halo coming up. It's going to be coming. I'm going to watch it and believe you me, I'm going to be paying a very <laughs> close attention to what they do with their special effects. Yeah, I think I want to rewind to one of our earliest episodes. I think Udi or Chad might have brought it up, but for years, Halo was going to be a movie Peter Jackson wanted to make. Like, you know what? You can't make a movie where somebody, a faceless lead character. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of you guys brought that up, I remember. That was always the critique of why a Halo movie never got made. Because so many people in Hollywood and major names were linked to Halo, starting with Peter Jackson, then Spielberg. Yeah. And every executive is like, no, you cannot have a series that's led by a faceless character. Well, you're wrong. (laughs) You're wrong. Well, look at me now. Yeah. (laughs) And look what's being made. Halo, there's a yeah. Halo coming as a I, series. Yep, because that's <laughs> and it's a in March. It's gonna it's gonna be a mess. <laughs> but I don't know, dude. You know, on it, I've I well, my opinion might vary from yours, but all the live action Halo things I've seen so far, bad. I've enjoyed. Yeah. My biggest gripe is it's non-canon to the games. Mm. Yeah, so it's, I, it, I don't care yeah. about that aspect of it. I mean, it's game. It's Whatever. Video games, <laughs> as far as that goes, it's not the same thing as Star Wars or Star Trek in my book. It's yeah. It, it'd be nice, but I don't really care that much because they have Fair. they have PvP where you're killing people that look like you, so what does it matter? It doesn't matter to me. It's just a video game. So I do want to say something real quick. Something Chad would normally bring up, but the two Mando heavy episodes, uh, shout out Brandon Wayne, the creep Crowder, because mm-hmm. we find out after chapter seven started, man uh Pedro Pascal just did voice uh, for all the Mando scenes. So, oh, the entire time. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I, you know, you couldn't really, I mean, you could tell the way Brendan Wayne holds his, his gun and pistol, but, you know, it. I thought it was Pedro was back on set, but he was fil- filming uh, The Last of Us at the time they were filming a lot of this, so. Oh, that should be good, too. Yeah, but he did Actually. come back and do all the uh, the voice work. But That might explain why there were no reports of seeing Pedro Pascal on set. Mm-hmm. Exactly. How about that? So that's, that's just, to get around you know, it. hiring all the good peoples at the right at right stops, the right spots. The toys. The toys. Action the toys. figures. The action Collectibles, oh, Thank please. you. I know. I was waiting for that, and you beat me to I'm a chat. Sorry. I'm like, collectibles, hello, collectibles. even though I don't collect them anymore. So there was there was some something about a uh, chrysanthemum debacle. Oh, it is. Yeah. So terrible. I'll, I'll just start off with this: that they're already releasing a, a black chrysanthemum black series figure uh, based on the comics, but basically it's just a Chewbacca repaint. He's tall. He's lanky. He's not. I'll pull up the it picture. It is. It is literally. Chewbacca Chewbacca's Black Series figure painted black with a very general like silver bandolier and belt. He doesn't even have the like the spiky shoulder pads or anything. I think he might have that, but like there's no other detail, and it's just like flat silver. Like there's nothing else to oh. it. And Which he's got a, a crossbow, not his a, yeah, giant. Not, not even his weapon. Which wow. for Black Series is sad because normally they're very high quality and very detailed. But Hasbro, 
What? A critique of theirs has been that they rehash some of their molds a lot of the times because they they've they've released different Chewbaccas over the year too. There's been like the first wave and the fourth wave, and they'll they'll change and tweak minor things, but then other times they'll just re-release the figure in new packaging for extra money. Wow. Chewbacca with goggles. So hopefully there is enough public outcry that we'll get a legitimate Chrysanthemum figure because he needs to be swole. Like, yeah. Chrysanthemum's big boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Plus his shoulder pads. Like, you got to have those spiky shoulder pads. Yeah. He doesn't have spiky shoulder pads. Uh, the Razor Crest got delivered too. Sorry I didn't bring it today. It's in a oh. beautiful box at home. So Ooh. those of you who... Pr- pre-ordered the HasLab Razor Crest they should be should have been delivered or soon be getting delivered. So we were toying with the idea of recording it video recording and possibly putting it on the on YouTube, right? Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll have to work out the uh, specifics, but could be done. Uh, we might send you guys to YouTube as much as I hate YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> That should subscribe, smash that bell button, give us a like, no give us a like, <laughs> tell your friends if you really like this video, subscribe that button, it'll help us a lot. Oh, I just God. can't wait to take different pictures of Derek with like an open mouth and a shocked face for all the thumbnail images. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you know what you might just see is my hand with a particular finger up instead. Yeah. Thumbs up? Yep, that's the, point, the one. The pointer finger, you're number one. You're number one. I think that's it for toys, though. Yeah. Yeah, there's just a lot of pre-orders coming up, but nothing worth really... I mean, a lot of cool stuff, but it's just... I, mean, I just miss the days of going to Target or Walmart or, you know, of Long course, Toys R Us, and just being yeah. like, oh, sweet, R- I got the... R- you know, R- I don't know if it's, uh, you know, self-hate or hope, but every time I go to any department big box store, I always have to walk by the Star Wars toy section yep. just to Me see what too. they have on the mm-hmm. shelves. And it is so desolate lately. It is dry as Tatooine's Dune Sea. There is nothing in the Star Wars section. And that is sad for fans because it is so popular right now. Mm-hmm. And it, it stinks because so many of these toys that should be marketed to the kids to buy are you know, relegated to being pre-orders for collectors. And they don't even make it to toy store shelves, yeah. which is sad. Yep. And some of the few toys they do have out are just garbage. I don't even yeah. know how they allow that stuff to get made. In the first place. All right. So we, we got some music news, though. Oh, well, hit us so first news. pinned to be the composer of Andor, Nicholas Bratel. Uh, he's done one thing that's really popular is a show, a succession. Uh, people seem to like that music. Uh, he did a, a Whiplash, The Big Short, that movie uh, that came out on Netflix, um, Don't Look Up. So, <laughs> okay. okay. So he's uh, signed on uh, to do Andor, which is pretty exciting. Uh, the the more I saw the stuff he did, Vice, Moonlight, you know, his music is really good. I so. mean, considering Whiplash is an Academy Award winning movie yeah. about music, it's probably, probably I think, I think he's good a, to have on your resume. Yeah, he's a three time or four time at least Oscar nominated composer. Wow. So I know a lot of people that are fans of the music of Rogue One, such as I am. Uh, Whereas hoping Michael Giacchino would have came back, but you know we'll see. Uh, one thing that seems to be popular uh, with a lot of the Star Wars scores recently is uh, having somebody do the theme and having another composer because uh, Ludwig did the theme of Book of Boba Fett, but Joseph Shirley did the actual score for the show. 
And then, so just even a few short hours later, we find out recently 90-year-old maestro John Williams will be doing the score for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yep, yep. And again, uh, some of the reports that are coming out saying he's going to do the theme, the main mm-hmm. theme, and they're probably going to get another composer to do the rest of the show. Yeah, as I understand it, he's doing the score for the theme, which is like, is that going to be like an eight-minute intro to Obi-Wan? Because oh, I, I would love it, especially since when Rise of Skywalker came out, we knew he was getting up there, and he said, you know, this is my last Star Wars. I don't know if he said film project or just Star Wars mm-hmm. project. So, you know, hearing, you know, just like I said, days after his birthday that he's doing Obi-Wan and excited to do it. Um, especially, you know, when we, like I said, my, my prediction for Obi-Wan was, oh, it's going to come out on May the 4th once we found out May. And then when they mentioned May 25th, it's like, well, no kidding. That's the original, the official Star Wars day mm-hmm. uh, when it was released. And, you know, just to have John Williams, new music from John Williams again is super awesome. excited yeah, yeah i'm beyond awesome. awesome so yeah so that's that's some of the big news so all right well <clears throat> like i said uh we could talk about several aspects of the book of boba fett for hours <laughs> i feel like because there i i know we kind of went through it quick i it's been a while. I mean, we've been talking for a while, but yeah. it still feels like it's it was really quick considering the depth of talent, skill, uh, determination, and just amazingness that got poured into this, um, regardless of any, any of the detractors that are out there talking about what their expectations were and how they were failed. Um, I feel like this was beyond anybody's expectation. Anybody that says that they were expecting more is lying to you. So, um, we are going to sit down and discuss the next star Wars stuff. We're going to talk about, we're going to be doing that very soon. And, uh, for a while here before, uh, Kenobi comes out, we are going to discuss different topics on star Wars. And, um, We'll, we'll let you guys know through social media what those are going to be when they're coming up. Uh, have you guys chime in on it. And that's it for now. So um, any last thoughts about Book of Boba Fett? Anyone? I do, but it's just going to add to a way more time. This will be a future show, but I do. I'll, I'll just kind of tease you guys and leave it here. I do have, I think, a pretty big ass Chad mm. on some of the Mandalore that was briefly mentioned throughout some of the episodes. The Mandalore, Mandalore. Yeah. Yes. And uh, even my theory, not not prediction, because there's a difference between predictions and speculating or theories, mm-hmm. but I think my theory of the future of Boba Fett. But I will save that for a future episode because... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Chad, any last thing on Book of Boba Fett? It was great. Rewatch it. Okay. Udi? Yep. I, I agree. Go watch them. Um, enjoy them. Five and six. Yeah. You, you. Rewatch it. Get ready for Mando season three. Yep. Right. I'm excited about that. Uh, quick update on having my kids watch it afterwards. Cause the last time recorded, they hadn't watched it yet. They loved it. Nice. They loved it. They had a great time watching it. 
and uh, I had a great time watching it yet again. <laughs> so, what a wonderful addition to Star Wars! Thank you, Filoni and Favreau, for all the work you've done and uh, all the effort you've put forth, and bringing in all the amazing talent to make this happen again and again and again, and hopefully more and again and again. In front of the camera and behind the camera. Yep, yep. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, so from this covert of four, we want to remind all of you, this is the way. This This is is the the way. way.